0: We've been, uh, we've been in looking at Matthew and we're back to Matthew chapter 13. We're basically finishing up uh, looking at, at the parables. And I love this, the, the, the middle song there the choir was singing uh, uh, about his kingdom and about, uh, and about he, he reigns forever. Because the parables are, are, are stories that Jesus was, was teaching. Uh, they were a method of teaching that he was using to help explain the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And both of them, are, they can be here and change there. But in, in, in understanding them better, I believe equips us better to be uh, subjects of his reign and of his throne. So as we look at, at Matthew chapter 13, the, uh, the first part of the chapter, Jesus is on the Sea of Galilee, literally out in a little boat, and he is teaching a large crowd of multitudes. And it's the first time he's ever taught them with parables. Someone has described a parable as a, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. So as we see these parables, and when we come to the last one today, as we look at these, we're going to see that there are that they're things. They could probably look out on the side of the hill up around the Sea of Galilee. They, they could see a man sowing seed. And the different things that's going on. So they understood the story. And then Jesus, as he explained these, they had, uh, they, the meanings were more than just what they were seeing. But they had a, a heavenly meaning. So he, he begins, he, he shares the parable of the, of the sower. And the parable of the sower is as, as a man goes and sows seeds. And he talks about the different kinds of grounds. And the different types of ground is really uh, Different, there's different kinds of, of hearts, of men and women. Uh, some hearts are hard and the, they hear God's word. It's, it's like seed falling on a, on a, on a rock. It doesn't spout. On other conditions. But then there's that good soul that receives the word of God and grows with the word of God. He, 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 he tells the parable of the sower. Then he tells the parable of the tares and wheat still to the crowds and he explains how, again, the world is, is, uh, the field is a world and that the wheat are the good, uh, the, the people that God has sown in placed there that the enemy Satan then would, would scatter, would sow tares, And there's that parable. Then he, he shares with them the parable in verse 31, uh, of the mustard seed, the kingdom of heaven is like into a grain of mustard seed. And then in verse 33, he uh, shares the parable of uh, leaven. The kingdom of heaven is like uh, to leaven, which a woman took and and hid and and put into the three measures of meal. Then he dismisses the crowd in verse 36. he, he He sends the crowd away. And in verse 36, he and his disciples... Uh, and 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 a few others go into a house, uh, and he kind of explains, begins explaining to them. I, I call it. He has a small group uh, the session with them, and there he shares some more uh, insights of what he's telling. He explains the parable of the tares. Explains that. Then in verse. Forty four, He talks about uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a, a, a treasure that's hidden a field. In verse 45, he sh- shares that the kingdom of heaven is like the, the, the goodly pearl or the pearl of great price. That once it's uh, been found, a person sells all that he has to obtain that. And then we, he, he comes down to verse 47. And verse 47 is the uh, last of the parables. That we're, it's where we are today. And uh, we're going to look at verse 47 through verse 52. But it's in all these parables that Jesus is, is, is sharing with us the workings of the kingdom, his kingdom, and, and, and uh, the gospel and the effects of that. Let's look at verse 47 through 52 and kind of walk through this. It says, again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a, a net that was cast into the sea. And gathers of every kind of fish. Which when it was full. They drew to shore. And sat down and gathered the the good fish. In the containers or vessels. But cast the bad away. So shall it be at the end of the world. The angels shall come forth. And sever the wicked from among the just. And shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing. Of teeth. Now, there was three basic methods of fishing on the Sea of Galilee. There was a, a hook and line uh, a way of fishing. There was the uh, the cast nets, kind of a, a circular net that would be cast out and uh, and go down, and they would and they would try to uh, to catch a fish in those. Then, verse forty-seven. Uh, There's a word used here. The kingdom of heaven is likened to a net. And the word that's used here in the Greek is really similar. And it looks like the word where we get our our "sane," or I compare it to a gill net. Uh, Literally, and maybe some of your Bible's translation here may have the word dragnet. Y'all remember Dragnet? That, that, I, that would come on, Sergeant uh, Sergeant Friday, and, uh, and Officer Bill Gannon back in, in Los Angeles. Boy, that's a that's a long time ago. I was just a pup. Uh, and some of you are saying I have no idea. You'll want to check out. But it was Dragnet. Was, uh, was 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 uh, is, is about law enforcement in the city of Angels in Los Angeles going through, and they would catch up. And they would gather both good and bad, but they would uh, and and dealing with with uh, the lawbreakers and those that were keeping the law. Well, similar, this uh, as Jesus comes to the last parable, it's a parable of judgment. It's a parable. Of, of the end of the age, of the end of the world. And I think that, I, I know that everything that, that Jesus does, everything that God does is done perfectly uh, and there's no coincidences with it. So I'm fully convinced that the, the last parable that we deal with, the parable of the dragnet, is, uh, is placed at the end of these parables Very, very purposefully because Jesus wants us to understand that as his kingdom has has been been built and as the gospel and the good news of the gospel has gone out. And as as it's been out to influence and to, uh, to, to share with men and women all around the world is that there will come a time when fishing is over. I, 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 I toyed, I've had about three different titles with what I, wanted to, what I would call the last parable. Uh, one of them was, was uh, fishing's over, but another one, I, which is more, as I thought about it more and more and more, was probably time to go home. Gro- growing up, Dad and I, I, we fished a lot, and I, I learned a lot of lessons. I learned how to be uh, generous by fishing. Got so, so angry when Dad gave my fish away. To somebody else because we didn't have enough for a mess, and he gave them our fish, and uh, I learned a lot of lessons. But I always, I'll never forget. So many ways we would. Uh, sometimes the fish would be biting, and it would be difficult to quit. And Dad, Dad would say, "We can make one more throw, and then it's time to go." You know, uh, sometimes it may not even be catching anything, and Dad said, "We're gonna, we're gonna give them one more chance." To do this but then there, there, there came a time to go I believe as we look at this as Jesus was sharing with them this last parable that the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea that gathers of every kind and when it's full they drew it they draw it to shore and and, uh, and, and they sit down and begin separating now the dragnet a dragnet or a gill net or seine they got they got they got good fish, fish that was uh, that they could sell if they were if they were fishing for a living, or fish that they could take home and eat that was if they were fishing just to supplement their uh, their food. Uh, but then they got trash fish, okay? It, it caught it caught everything. And and very possible, I mean they would have been used to to see uh, bring this down and, and see them sort them and separate them. You know, the carp they threw over there and the suckers over here and the, you know, the, 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 the bass over here. and the, this, they, they had them and, and, uh, and, and this sorting and separating of this. And Jesus is telling them this story and they're saying, yeah, yeah, we're, we, know, we know what you're talking about. We, we're very familiar with that. We're very familiar with having to, to sort out that in the nets, all this. And Jesus says to them in verse 49, he says, this is the way it's going to be. At the end of the age, or at the end of the world, King James says, that the angels will come forth and separate the wicked from the just. And it sounds very, there's very similar wording to the the parable of the what? Wheat and tares, right? Uh, the, The reaper said, you want us to go separate them now? And he said, leave them alone now. But at the end of the age. He said, then they'll be gathered together. uh, Those uh, bundled together that's going to be cast into the fire and the the wheat into the place that's been prepared for that. Jesus says, that's the way the coming at the end of the world is going to be. And he said, uh, then those that do not know him are going to be separated apart a furnace of fire scripture talks about Jesus had a lot to say and wants us to understand that as scripture talks about hell and talks about judgment is that God never created any man or any woman or any boy or any girl God never created anyone for the purpose of going to hell scripture is very clear that hell was created as a place for Satan and those, or Lucifer, and those who rebelled with him in the heavenly rebellion against God. And that mankind and people go there, really, I'll start to say as an intruder, they they, they go there, to go there they have to go across and ignore God's gift of eternal life and of forgiveness and of salvation. Matter of fact, God wants you and me, he wants everyone in here this morning so badly to have a relationship with him, a personal relationship with him, that God would be willing to allow his son, his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross of Calvary so that you and I have that relationship with him and know him in a personal way that's how much it means to God for us to have a relationship with him but the decision is left to you and me we make that decision We decide of what we're going to do with the gospel. As this net, right now we see the sea is the world and the net is the gospel that's going forth and and we see that it's it's going out and it's being brought along but there will come a time of the separating between those who have received the gospel and those who heard it and rejected it or those who just, who, who never accepted it. And he wants us to understand that. Now, there's some verses that speaks of this time of separating. Revelation chapter 20 uh, talks about a time when men and women, young and old, great and small, are going to stand before, before God and give an account of, of what we've done. And Revelation chapter 20, talks about that. It says, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. Same thing, some call this the Lamb's book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written into the, in the books according to the works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, the dead, death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man. According to their works, and death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And it's important to realize that the deciding factor at this time of separation, the deciding factor at this time of sorting through the the, the fish of are of judgment, that the deciding factor is whether or not we have been saved. That's what it is, are our names written in the Lamb's book of Christ. Titus chapter 3, verse 5 through 8 makes it very clear that we are not, we don't have, we don't receive God's grace and mercy because of what we deserve, of doing something good. It says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is a faithful saying. And in these things, I will that you affirm constantly That they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. But he says that those good works come as a result of the work that God and the Holy Spirit of God has done in our hearts. It's not not the opposite. It's not that we do good and get good enough and then God does work. It's that by faith, Ephesians would say, for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, so no man can boast. And so this this makes it, he, he says we need to be affirming this. We need to be affirming this constantly, he says, that God's salvation, that God's Forgiveness is a result and is a direct uh, result of his mercy and his grace toward us. It's not by works that we have done. Matter of fact, Revelations chapter 20, verse 15. I read it, it, says, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Revelation 21, verse 27 says, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defiles whatever works abomination or makes a lie but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. So Jesus, I believe, has shared these parables because he wants us to understand his kingdom. He wants us to understand that the kingdom of God, is, is, is that he is bringing in this kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is there, and that is a kingdom that is eternal, and he desires us to be a part of it. But he wants us to understand that being a part of that kingdom is not based upon the works that we do, but it's based upon the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross and what we do with what Christ done for us, whether we receive it and accept it or whether we reject it. Now, the application of, uh, of this in verse 51, he, he shares this with them. And, and then in verse 51, Jesus said to them have you understood all these things and I, oh, I, I it's hard for me to read verse 51 without without chuckling because they say to him yes Lord we got you and I want to say you got to be kidding me for, for those of you who, who that's like me talking with Craig or with with Mitch um, and they start talking something about computers or about technical stuff, and now Mitch can talk to you about that stuff, and, and, and sometimes he'll start talking, and, I, and I'm sure I get this glazed over look, and, uh, and he'll say, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, right. <laughs> I have no idea, you know? It's like, the it's, uh, other day, uh, Karen came and asked me a number about bookkeeping, and about numbers. You, and, I, and I told her, I said, this is a joke, Right? This, this is a joke. You're coming to ask me something. And those of you that my wife knows that this, that that, that was, was kind of hilarious and kind of funny. Well, and Jesus is saying to them, do you understand what I'm, say- what I'm saying? And I'm sure they probably thought either, either we understand it as much as we can or even more explanations or more parables probably wouldn't clear it up anymore. Uh, and, but he, he goes on that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We sure do. Then he tells them, verse 52, and I think this is important. So he says to them, therefore, every scribe which is instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like a, a householder. It's like a man who is responsible for those in his house. You know, he, he's, he's the provider. He's, 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 he's the one that, that, that takes care of everything. And he says, brings forth out of his treasure things new and things old. The ministry of, uh, of the scribes for me, really, kind of has its beginning with Ezra and Nehemiah, and if you remember the story back in in Ezra in the book of in the Old Testament, there the Hebrews were returning; they had been in exile, and now the king the, the they were being allowed to return home to repair to rebuild the walls Nehemiah, the walls around Jerusalem, and to rebuild their city to rebuild their their their, their, their society. And as they returned, there was found in the rubble of uh, there, some books of the law, books of Moses, the scrolls, and the people hadn't had these for a long time. And so Ezra has the people stand and, and, and they, they read the, the God's word to the people. And. As you look at Ezra and Nehemiah, actually it's in in, in Nehemiah, as they read the word, there is people, there is people among the the congregation, among the crowd that is there to help them understand what God's word is saying to them. They're the scribes. And so the scribes, uh, Ezra, part of that purpose was to help them understand what God's saying. And I believe Jesus is saying here that to every person who understands what he is saying about the kingdom of God that we have a responsibility we have a responsibility to be sure that people understand it's not only important what they do with the gospel but there's going to come a time when there's going to be an accounting and everyone's going to have to be a part of that what we've done with Christ I think that's a good place for us to be the first Sunday of 2018, the gospel of, of uh, and, and, and the gospel of the grace of God and the gospel uh, that, whether it's in Tanzania, whether it's in Zambia, whether it's in Cuba or, 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 or Haiti or wherever it is that, that God is working in and we're praying in some of these uh, difficult countries, some of the... the uh, Uh, countries around the world today that we see as most difficult whether it's Iran or Iraq or North Korea or whatever or China that God is building his kingdom and that people are coming to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ because they hear the word and they accept by faith what Christ has said and I think that's important for us to understand too I love the song that uh uh, the youth band sang that, that Jesus, uh, we're looking for his return soon. And we want to be ready for his return soon. So may, may this year find us looking for his return. May this year find us living because we know he is returning. If he doesn't ret- come in this year, He'll co- he's going to come. Still going to come. And so that we understand that our relationship with Jesus Christ is, is built upon what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary when he died for us and about us receiving that. But the gift of God, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. It's a good place to start. Let's pray. Father, as we look into your word, we, we look and when Jesus finishes these parables, then he leaves and he, he goes and he tries to instruct and teach and people won't listen. And so he's, he's limited about what it can do because of their unbelief. Father, things haven't changed that much. It's still today that you can do anything. You can take lives, Lord, that have been scarred, that have been bruised and battered, and that the world is is, is just no good, needs to be discarded. And Lord, when those hearts and lives are surrendered to you, you bring beauty out of those ashes and a vessel of honor. But it depends upon that faith and that trust of trust in you. And Father, this morning as you share these parables and you want us to know and you want us to not only know, but to be sure that we are, are, are sharing with the truths of your kingdom. That your kingdom come, that your will needs to be done on earth, Lord, in our lives as it already is in heaven. So Father, this morning, we thank you for that. And Lord, I would pray that this coming year would find uh, your children more dedicated, more excited, more passionate about what you're doing in their lives and what you're doing in your kingdom than ever before. And Father, it's my prayer this morning, this very first Sunday of 2018, that if there are those here this morning who have ever had an inc- uh, uh, just an inclination that they were going to try to be good enough for, to be accepted by you. That this morning that that illusion has been shattered. Because none of us can do enough good stuff to be forgiven. If we could, then your son died needlessly. And you didn't allow that to happen. But we couldn't be good enough. So Jesus Christ paid the full price of the sins of the world so that men and women, boys and girls, could come to Him and simply say, Because you died for me, I want to trust you and receive you as my Savior. Come into my heart. And Father, it's my prayer that now that. Those that would be here this morning that's never done that would ask you to come into their hearts. If that's you this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'd like for you just to raise your hand and say, hey, I I, I need to do this. Keep your hand up and pray with me a simple prayer similar prayer say God I need to take care of this this morning I need to ask you to come into my life and save me forgive me of my sin come into my life I don't understand everything about it but I'm going to read your word and I'm going to let you grow me and by faith I'm going to walk in this relationship with you put your hands down. Father. Thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us enough that you want to be sure that we understand that there's a time coming that when you will do the separating, you will do the sorting and it's not going to be based on what we've done or not done. It's going to be based on what we've done with your son Jesus. And we thank you this morning for your free gift to us of eternal life. In his name we pray. Amen. God bless you.